what's going on, Refill Team Fairchild? You guys know how this works. The goal of this podcast is to help bring people together. Whether it's stories of triumphs and success, or even stories of a little bit of failure or hardship, we share them all. Because by doing so, we help connect each other to one another. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. All right, Refuelies, we're going to offload another episode today. Today, I had the chance to get with some of the Irish team that's here for SISM, and that's the, uh, it's it's French, but it's the International Sports Council for the Armed Forces. Today, I'm joined with Shannon Thomas, who is our captain, Sarah Bolger, who has been the admin. I also have Saoirse O'Reilly, and it's actually her birthday today. She's turned 22, and we have Louise Dixon. So, all four of you, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, yeah. So how was the flight over? Very long. <laughs> it was three flights and the layovers were ridiculously short and everyone was kind of in bits, but I suppose it was okay once we got here. You guys looked a little tired that day. Yeah. It's very 22 exciting. hours. Very <laughs> exciting traveling over though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good to get here. Awesome. We got here like a day early than the other team, so it was nice to have the extra day to rest a little bit too, yeah. Catch yeah, up on sleep. <laughs> yeah, I bet you that helped a lot, kind of just acclimating. Absolutely. So do you guys want to just go ahead and introduce yourselves? Because this tournament is all armed forces, so I would assume, I think everyone sitting here is all army. If you guys just want to tell you, tell us who you are, what your job is, what part of Ireland you're from, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I'm Zara. I'm 21. I'm a second lieutenant based in Kilkenny. I'm from Limerick. Hi, I'm Louise, I'm 29, I'm a lieutenant based in Athlone, uh, 6th Battalion, and uh, joined the tournament. Excellent. I'm Saoirse, I'm 22 today, I'm Three. from Wicklow Town, and I'm based in Dublin. I'm a lieutenant as well. And I'm Shannon, I am based in Cattlebury Barracks in Dublin, and I'm a private in Two Brigade Ordnance. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm glad you guys were able to make it. It's been a really fun time. I'm actually really glad that one of the teams from over in, you know, the UK area, Ireland area, were able to join us because, as I've told most of you, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, I spent nine years overseas, seven in England, and then two in Germany. So when I saw that a team from over in the island area was coming, I was really excited. I know, I know, you're not British. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long day for me, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was good that we got the opportunity to come because... We're such a small like country and everything. Usually we kind of got forgotten about, but I think like it was good that it worked out that way. And I think we've actually like held our own as well and been able to like show off that we can, we're just as well able to compete as everyone else is. Absolutely. So one thing I did want to ask you guys about, because it has been mentioned on the YouTube, the streaming that the second and third audiovisual team here or the public affairs team have been working on but one thing that they mentioned is and you guys had also told me you, most of you guys are athletes but you're not necessarily soccer or football players correct correct yeah that's right correct. Mm. there's like about six of you that kind of played actually growing up full-time and the rest of you what else what other sports did you guys play i was search and myself both play rugby and then most of the girls would play kind of gaelic football or hurling yeah. which is I think a, a, an odd sport to you guys. Yeah. So I grew up playing Gaelic football where oh. it would use your feet kicking a ball. So that's kind of where I picked up. You do soloing, so you bounce the ball off your foot. So that's where I picked up learning kicky uppies and stuff like that for soccer. So, Oh yeah, so this helps with your, your juggling game? Yeah, juggling Ex- game. Excellent. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, Zara? Do you play any other sports? I think you said you were a runner. Yeah, I was a sprinter. I ran from when I was like seven to when I was basically going into the army. Like I was eight, 19, but I haven't gone back since. But <laughs> I first kicked a ball for the first time like six months ago and it's been really good ever since. It's just nice being involved in the team, really. Like I'd say I definitely could improve my skills. <laughs> and Shannon, you did grow up playing football? Yeah, so I played a little bit all my life, but then I actually joined a team when I was about 14. Okay. And then I've played ever since. Excellent. I think, more years in Ireland, I think if you're in Ireland, you always kind of have a football around. There's always someone kicking a ball on the street. Yeah. So can you explain, I know none of you here currently play camogie, but can you explain what camogie is? Because that one kind of threw off the comment, uh, the, the individuals doing commentary. Um, I, I was saying it's kind of like a, a mixture between lacrosse and... Field hockey, maybe? Yeah, that's a yeah, good get. Field good. hockey would be yeah. a good comparison, but it'd be more in the air than on the ground. So, like, with field hockey, the ball's always on the ground. Okay. So, if they picked up the ball into the air, that'd be camogie. Okay, so kind of the little cross side of... Yeah. Okay, so maybe a, a, for the Americans out there listening, a good way of describing it is a, a mix of those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's very physical. Yeah. And then I want to say there's one on the team that's a surfer. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel, yeah. And she's also a power lifter. Yes, she is. She's definitely a good foot taller than I think most of the team. She's <laughs> definitely a good foot taller, foot and a half taller than me. It feels like a foot and a half. Yeah, no, absolutely. She's um she surfed like multiple summers in, in California as well. She was a surf instructor and everything before she joined Excellent. the army. Yeah. Okay. Any other sports that I'm missing? Rugby? Did we mention the rugby? Yeah, two yeah. of us play rugby. Rugby, it's very physical, so I think that's we get a bit of strength and speed from that. I'd be on the wing, so I'd do a lot of running. And then the Gaelic football is basically kind of like rugby, where you're running with the ball, but you have to make sure you bounce it off the foot so yeah. often. So Gaelic football is sort of a mixture between rugby and soccer. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a bit more physical, and you hold the ball and you bounce it off your foot every four steps, and then you kick the ball as well. So it's a mixture between rugby and soccer, I think. Right to say. And is that pretty, since it's called Gaelic football, obviously, is that pretty much an Irish sport? It is, but there's actually quite a large following in America where okay. expats or people who have emigrated over, like a lot of our county players would come over for the summer and play with American teams. So you can actually find a good bit of it in the States. Okay. In, in the right places. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know what parts of the country? I don't. I just know from people's... I don't play it, so I just know from people saying that they went over for a bit and stuff like yeah. that. I know New York have a very good team. Okay. And Boston. There's a large following in Boston as well. Well, if you guys go to Boston to play some, let me know, because once I retire, I will be up in New Hampshire about an hour away from Boston. Oh, definitely. Brilliant. Only about two years left. <laughs> uh, all right, so what else? How was your first match? Who did you guys play first? Oh, Germany. Germany. Actually, I was quite impressed with that match, yeah. to be honest. Because obviously it was our like our first international match. Didn't really know what way it would go. I was sitting on the bench, but I enjoyed watching it because I think we put up a very good fight against them. I think they were even surprised themselves. Were you guys nervous? Because I know you two started. How did you guys feel about... It was a little bit nerve-wracking, yeah, but it was really exciting to get out there and stand on the pitch for the first time. We're in the Ireland jersey for the first time and listen to the national anthem and yeah. it's all having that moment together. It was unreal, yeah. yeah. Very exciting. It's just not knowing what to expect sitting in the dressing room. You're just dying to get out there, a little bit of nerves, but um, as soon as the last anthem was played, just pride. It was magical, like. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What about, I know I know it's not quite the same on the bench, but how was it just being out there? Was it pretty? 
oh it was unreal like listening to the national anthem and standing there like arm in arm with everybody in the gear you just you can't really beat that feeling and I suppose we'd put in such a shift like the last I suppose nearly two months prepping for this and like we've gotten so much support like even just being able to step out onto the pitch and be like it's all meant something was unreal I think yeah, something, uh, and I think they did it during our national anthem too with just the version they chose, but about two-thirds of the way, because I don't know the lyrics to your national anthem, but about two-thirds of the way through, tone just drops and it becomes a very soft part. And I don't know what, I gotta I gotta find the lyrics so I can figure out what that part is, but I, it's so beautiful when, when the, the tone and the pitch kind of changes in your guys' anthem. Mm. You guys do have words to yours, right? I don't know, do all national anthems have words? I'm assuming so, and I just, just need to find them. <laughs> we we definitely have words to it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure about everyone else's, but we definitely do. Yeah, we'll, no, ha- we'll get them up on Google for you. And we'll ours will actually be in Irish, but you can get a translated version. Okay. What what what? Because if you've ever heard our national anthem, it's about during the Revolutionary War when the gentleman was stuck in jail, and he can still see that the war is going on, but he can also still see that our flag is still flying in the air, and that it's just a beautiful moment for him that he knows that you know the war could be over soon, and it, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. What 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 is yours based on? Do you know? So ours was originally wrote, um, I think it was sang in the GPO for the first time um, during the 1916 and, and, and that, but then it was translated into Irish later. Okay. So it's actually, it's all kind of about fighting, again, the British as well and kind of going from there and similar to yours with the revolutionary stuff. Okay. Yeah, we share that in common, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so you think I would have messed that up earlier in the <laughs> the, the first week when I was with you guys. That's okay. Uh, it was, it <laughs> was an easy you. mistake to make for someone not... I think I made almost. eye contact with you, Louise, when I said it, and just the expression that changed on your face. It's like, oh, man. I was just like, <laughs> Stop now. I was like, wait a second. As soon as I said it, too, and I was still wrong because we talked later on when I mentioned the UK... Because I, I had it backwards. I thought most of Ireland was part of the UK and Northern Ireland was not part of the UK, which is actually the opposite. Yeah. So thank you for teaching me some things. But yeah, that's what I had meant to say, but I still would have been very wrong. So That's okay. We don't hold it against you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think we forgive you. <laughs> so we'll talk about the second match too, because I know that was a little bit rough, but how did that one, how did that one feel? That was, it was actually such, such a tough game. Like the Cameroon girls, they're so fast, so strong, so physical. But to be fair, for the whole 90 minutes, we didn't let up. We tr- tried our best to keep the pressure on and not one girl on the pitch stopped fighting. Everyone chased the ball right up until the final whistle and mm. it was just a really great effort out of everybody. We walked off the pitch too with our heads high, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can't remember some of the other matches. I know Belgium lost to USA 10-0 to and there were some very high differential games or and shutouts even. So knowing that it was your first time here in the US or even just in an international competition for armed forces, you guys put up one hell of a fight for sure. And we have to definitely mention poor Lauren, who I, I <laughs> that was not a dig at you. That happens all the time in football. If you have a, a true keeper, they will come out for anything and there is always a chance that they're going to put their, their face, their body, their limbs on the line. And unfortunately, I think you did connect with Lauren on that Yeah, play. so one of the times when one of the Cameroon girls was running in a goal, I was running in with her and Lauren came out and she tried to tackle the Cameroon girl, but me and Lauren ended up colliding and my knee just smacked her face. Okay. And she went down and 
I swear I thought she broke her face. Mm. But like she just sat on the ground and she couldn't move her face. But all she kept saying was, please, can I still play on? Which just showed a lot of heart and determination out of Lauren. So it was just really great to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think she got some whiplash from that, she said. Yeah. And she puts her body on the line all of the time. I think it was the match after that as well that she got another hit in the face, but it was the other side and she said it knocked her jaw back in place. So she was actually kind of <laughs> happy she got another knock in the face. I've never and seen a keeper like her. She's yeah. so brave. Mm. They, they comment on that all the time. If you guys have heard the, the streaming from the games after you guys play, uh, Sergeant Pruitt and Alex Gould mentioned that quite often, how Lauren just keeps going and going and going, even though she's been smacked in the face a couple of times. I think she said mm. she's still got a sore neck from mm. the last two matches. Yeah. I don't think anything too harsh happened to her last match. No, she but a- like Lauren would be a Gaelic footballer, so okay. she plays county, which would be like playing for a state here. Oh, excellent! So she's she's just hardy out. There's no there's no stopping her. She's very tough, and she's very humble as well. Like she's an unbelievable player. We say it all the time, and she just she just is always so humble about it as well. I think your whole team is very humble too. I don't think there's anyone on your team that thinks that they outshine anybody else. No, absolutely not. It's a great great group, girls. They're a family atmosphere. Yeah, you guys get along really, really well. There's a little bit of clicks, but I think there always is. But then when I look again, I'll see you guys talk. Those clicks will be different groups of people. Yeah, so there's like everyone will have like a group who they're closer with. But like, I don't think there's anybody, if you put the two of them together, they'll sit there and not talk. Like everyone's really close at the end of the day. Yeah, and even just like since we did all the training camps, and even just since we got here, like pe- you get to talk to people and have different conversations all the time, and you realize, oh, I actually really like that person, or oh, we have that in common. Like you, the whole time you're just getting to know everyone for people who were basically strangers a few months ago. Like, so before this tournament and before you guys started training for it, how many of you knew each other outside of you know the last what six weeks, seven weeks? Anyone? I know some of you guys are stationed together, correct? Yeah, some so some of us would be stationed together and some would be similar classes like Sersha was my junior class in the cadet school and then things like that where you would have known people to see. Sure. And like to chat and work chat. But I don't the very few of us actually properly knew each other. Okay. A few of us would have played together. Yeah. Um some of us play Gaelic together with the army and sure. rugby together with the army. So we'd have known game styles how we play. But friendship wise you wouldn't have really got close okay. at a day's training. Okay. So a handful of you did kind of know of each other at least. So it wasn't a complete surprise when... It's a very small, like the defense for- Irish Defence Force is tiny anyways. So you actually know a lot of faces just from being around. But like I'd say most people, like we'd only ever have spent a few days together or a few hours together. So the fact that we spend a few weeks together now, like pretty much day in, day out, like we everyone gets on really well. And you have two from the Air Corps, Grania and Daisy, correct? I think they knew each other a little bit because they're both aircraft yep. related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Grania's still in training and then Daisy is just like me in avionics troops. So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So another another person that we should definitely mention is Jess. So what kind of happened there? Our last match before we came out here, the coaches had organized a couple of matches just to prep us for coming out. And we were playing a team at home called the Allure Waves and during the match Jess went in for a tackle and unfortunately tore her ACL but she has showed like so much spirit so much dedication like she's motivated every girl on the pitch even though she's not able to play she's still like our original captain she's still here with us keeping us all going because she didn't find out till after you guys arrived in country that it was technically a, a torn ACL correct? I think she kind of had a feeling because she's torn her other knee twice Oof. 
playing in college and I think she kind of recognised the feeling and the sound of the pop, she said. Like, But mm. if that was me, I don't think I would have had the spirit to be able to come out and watch everyone else play. So she's she's just amazing. She yeah. makes such a difference. Hearing her on the sideline, your head might be dropped after a goal against us, but you hear her cheering and your head straight away back up, we're doing this for Jess. Yeah. She'd give anything to be on that pitch with us, so... Just hearing her on the sideline just keeps us all going. Yeah, I could hear her because I think during the first half, she'll usually sit on the opposite side of the team. And I, when I'm over there in the commentary box or over on that side, I can usually hear her. Yeah. Or even when I'm across sitting behind you guys, I can usually hear a lone Irish voice from the other side. It's like, oh, Jess is still on the other side of the field. Okay. Yeah, she's over there getting all the good pictures for us. Has <laughs> <laughs> she gotten a bunch of pictures, I'm sure, then? Oh, loads of pictures, yeah. Yeah. She's a new cameraman. <laughs> So the the probably the crowning moment, at least as far as the tournament is concerned for you all, was probably when you played Belgium. Was that a, a fair assumption? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So how was that game? Well, I think we matched them for pace and speed and skill-wise compared to the other teams that we have played. I think we'd done really well. We kept the pressure on for the whole match. And we could just feel a goal coming on. It was nil all at the first half. Half yeah. time it was nil all. And we the whole match, it was just building up and building up. And the girls just kept attacking the goal. They'd done amazing. We finally got one in. Yeah, it was like the first match where they were like, you just have to attack the whole time until you get it in. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Yeah. We all knew it was coming. We could feel the goal coming and we were getting excited over that, but we could calm ourselves down and keep patient. And And like, it's so big for this team because it's the first international competition. It was our first international goal and our first international win. So like, like nothing beats that feeling like, at home, everyone was like, oh, you're making history. And it's just like unbelievable to be a, p- a part of that. Yeah, and like even the bit that stood out for me was the kind of last few minutes where like both teams just really ran for it. And I like I couldn't believe I was sitting there going like, how are they still going? But uh, it's like that last 10 minutes was probably one of the best ends to a game I've ever seen. Stuff that's coming back from home, like um, Zara was saying, is like everyone's just saying... How were they still going? And like it was probably the best 10 minutes of football I've seen in a long time. What I love about this tournament is that not only are we sharing the sense of pride, but we know that our family at home are watching it as well. So it's amazing then coming off the pitch, knowing that your family's at home, freaking out, excited as well. It's amazing that it's, we have all the video coverage as well, look back on. And out of all the people, because that, that goal was a cluster, because I think that was a, was that a, off of a corner kick eventually? Yeah, and I think. Siobhan and Shelly were both trying to get it in and they were just kicking and kicking <laughs> at it and eventually it just tapped in. Thank God. Yeah, because there's so many of you right there because the, the American team was right behind me too and I was trying to figure out who scored because when you guys scored, everyone celebrated like they, because someone was like, yeah, I can't tell who scored because yeah. they're all celebrating like they were the one who scored the goal. So we were waiting for the announcer to announce who scored it. I asked the Americans if they could tell and they're like, we have no idea either. And then when they said Siobhan of all people, it was really kind of unique as well because Siobhan is usually on the back line with you, Shannon. Yeah, Siobhan plays center half with me. Oh, you center half? Center half, yeah. Oh, that's what you guys call center it in half. the back? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Like center for, back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. For us, that would be a center defender or a center fullback. Uh, for us, center mid is kind of the people that run run the whole game and are in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so seeing a defender especially scoring that goal was really, really cool. And then you guys had so many chances. I was so upset when I think you were going for the ball and Shelly were going for the ball. And one of you was offsides and you peeled off immediately. And the person who was still onside got the ball, but then the ref still 
put the flag up because uh, I'm pretty sure that should have just been a legal play. I was just as good as well. <laughs> I was raging. I was I was pretty upset. That was the one time I was actually yelling at the line ref a little bit. Hopefully you guys didn't hear me. Uh, Louise, I think you might have. But but uh, yeah, that was that would have been another amazing chance. You guys definitely have the have the skills. I think hopefully for the next tournament you're able to play a little bit more offense and practice some of those offensive runs and creating that space because I think you guys will be unstoppable if you are able to keep coming back for more tournaments. Yeah, I agree. I think um, this is kind of only laying the foundation, I think, for what this, like, the potential that this team has. So I think even in the future, like, coming back, even the bond we formed and everything, we're just going to keep getting better if we keep getting the opportunities to come and play, like. Yeah. And then you had your final game against Team USA. Yes. So, 5-0? to zero? That's not too bad. Especially since everything we've said, you know, first time in a tournament like this, most of you are not football, soccer players, you play similar sports, but they are not the same. That's why some of you are so tough and you guys just know how to create the space, but then just you can tell with the footwork sometimes that you know where to go, but getting the ball to each other because you haven't had a chance to play with each other was a little apparent at times. But again, the more you guys practice and the more you guys play together, you're only going to get better. But how was, how was the USA game? I think we'd done really well the first half, especially it was 1-0 at halftime. I think we really kept the pressure on, but the USA team, they're really good. Like They came back stronger in the second half and they just done really well. They said it themselves um, last night that they were really shocked in the first 10 minutes, like that they were on the back foot, like that they, ex they didn't expect that at all. So I thought that was pretty impressive out of us. Yeah, I think we definitely showed up mm -hmm. against the USA. The fact that we walked off the pitch at halftime and it was only 1-0 was a big shock to us. I feel. Yeah, no, and you could just see everyone wanted it. Like, everyone out there was just going, no, we're not going to sit back. We're going to go for it and, and that. And it just shows the heart that we have because, like, it was an uphill battle because, obviously, a lot of the American team would have played college level, would have yes. done very, very high-level standards. So we really just, like, we're not going to sit back and just take it. We're going to go for it. Yes, that is very true about the American team. Most of them either played at the academy or they played D1, D2, so the top the top level of co collegiate soccer here in the States. So you definitely were at a disadvantage. But, yeah, you guys did a really amazing, and I did notice that you guys did control the ball for a little bit, especially in the first half. I know they didn't have all their starters in. I don't think you guys did either. But, you could, I, yeah, you guys definitely caught them off guard, which was pretty cool to watch. And the fact that Lauren just doing Lauren things – was able to block so many of their shots, I think also frustrated them because I think they did have a couple of breakaways. Towards the end of the first half, everyone got a little bit tired waiting for the whistle. So they were taking advantage of that and they were just putting the perfect balls down the sides for their wingers to go run after. And they were catching you guys off guard a little bit. But still, you were able to get back. Shannon, you and um, Rachel. Rachel, yeah. Yeah, you guys were able to get back in time and you guys were able to block most of the shots before they even had a chance to get them off. And if not, Lauren was there to save the rest of them as well. Yeah, they definitely kept us on their toes, especially towards the end of the first half. But again, Lauren, some unbelievable saves. I think the American girls had 31 shots on goal and they scored five. So that just big shout out to Lauren for saving but even the majority that, um, of them. That one in the first half where she came out and I don't know how she reached it because you one tried to trip her and her arm, it was like her arm extended or something. <laughs> to get the hit like it was it was amazing to see 
I don't even know how many corner kicks there were that match. <laughs> I felt like the whole the whole match was corner the, kicks. The commentator, the commentator, you guessed it, another <laughs> corner kick for Team USA. Oh, <laughs> I was sick then. <laughs> but I think they only capitalized on one or two of the corner kicks because I know at the very end of the match they had that beautiful header that went in. But I don't even know if they really got any more of the actual corners in. I think that was the only goal they got from the corner. Like that header was just textbook. Like it was perfect. It was very beautiful. There's nothing you could mm. do about it. Like you, you just had to clap for him, yeah. even if you were on the other team or cheering for the, for you all. You had to clap for that one. It was it was very pretty. Yeah, she wasn't accepting it not to go in. That she just made a run for it, and it was it was perfect. Like, so you guys will train tomorrow, and then you'll have your final match on Friday. Who out of the teams? I think it's between Mali, Canada, and Netherlands. Would you prefer to go? to and if you have different answers, that's totally fine. But who would you prefer to play for seventh? I'd like to play in the Netherlands. I think that'd be a good game. Is there a reason why? I just, we've gotten to know them and they're a good squad. I think we'd have a, a, a very good game against them. They're all as tall as Rachel. Yes. <laughs> Am I right in saying we played the Netherlands a few years back and drew with them? We did, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be good to go out and win them this time. And this one will not be able to end in a draw either. So one team will win and one team will lose. Yeah, I think I agree with Louise though. Like we've gotten to kind of know them around the combination and stuff and they're just they're just as friendly as us. So even playing them kind of even like at the end, knowing that you actually get on with them and that it would be a fair match that they just we'd all just like play our hearts out would be nice, I think. You feel the same way? It's okay if you don't. Yeah, no, I think I'd definitely like to play the Netherlands. Again, because we drew against them a couple of years. I wasn't playing then. I'm not sure if any of the girls were, maybe Kim and Siobhan played against them. I'd definitely like to go out and put it up against them, yeah. The legacy players? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, you feel the same way? I'm the exact same, yeah. I'd like to, just because we've got on really well with them around the accommodation and everything as well, so it'd be nice to see them on the pitch and, yeah. Okay. Just no high balls. No high balls, no. Yeah. Definitely not to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be, yeah, yeah, because they'll... They're, they're like Rachel's. They're, they're very tall compared to most of your team, especially you and Angela. Yeah. But if you put you two in at the same time, I know you have different numbers on your backs, but when you wear your hair in the two braids, you guys look very similar on the pitch. Yeah. The only difference is the boot color, I think. Yeah. So if Shelly and Stacy were able to both be here too, it would have looked like two sets of twins out on the pitch. That would have been fun yeah. and confusing for the other team. I yeah, know. Every morning we come downstairs like, oh, you're wearing the braids. I'm wearing the braids. <laughs> There's a bit of tension. They're like, I would be grand. <laughs> I think you guys should keep doing it at this point just to help confuse the other teams maybe a little bit. I think it confuses yeah. us a little bit too. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there was a couple of times where Angela was going with the ball and I was cheering for Saoirse and vice yeah. versa. Like. Even if one of us were on the bench, the coaches are cheering for me or her and it's the wrong person. I think you guys have changed jersey numbers a couple of matches too. A handful of people, I thought. Because I, I swore, I, I swore Chloe Farrell had 13 on one day, but then Chloe Foy has been wearing it ever since. But maybe I'm just... Losing my mind. I think the first match, there was a mix-up with the numbers okay. on the screen. Okay. When they presented the team on the screen for people at home watching, um, they missed, I don't think they mentioned Chloe Farrell's name. They put her in as Chloe Foy. That was oh, just a mistake. For, maybe that's what yeah. happened. Because I still hadn't gotten to know you all very well yet at that point. And in fairness, we do have two Chloes and two Leahs, and like you look like twins, and it's kind of confusing in general. Angela looks like she could be Essie's little sister if you stare. If, when I stare at them, it, that definitely tripped me up. And you and Angela kind of tripped me up, remembering the two Leahs and the two Chloes. 
yeah. It, it was a little bit of a struggle. And then some of the name pronunciation. Searsha does not look like Searsha. Grania does not look like Grania. Emer as well. And Essie is actually actually pretty easy. But there's another name that I think was trip. Oh, Siobhan. I, I had fortunately seen that name before. But you had a couple of tricky ones because I thought it would be easier to just call you all by your first names because I was looking at your last names and some of them. They're even more a, confusing. A little worried. So I was like, first names, sweet. They want to go by first names. We can do that. And then I got to some of your names. Like, oh, crap. This is not as easy as I thought it would be either. You're doing pretty well. well. Yeah, you're doing so well. I had to write them down phonetically, a couple of them, Emer and Sersha and Grania. So I'd get those right because I was definitely messing those up at first. And Grania let me know every time I said her name wrong. Of course she did. (laughs) (laughs) No surprise there. Fortunately, Louise is very easy. Zara is pretty easy. Shannon, of course, we have lots of Shannons in America. So that was a little bit easier. What outside of the game, what would you say some of your favorite parts of the the experience have been? Because Louise, this is your first time to the U.S. Yeah, first time to the U.S. I think the the kind of biggest thing we had is actually just meeting the other teams and meeting the Americans and kind of seeing your base here. Whereas, like, because like back home, our barracks would be a lot smaller. You, you know, you could walk around the whole barracks in about forty minutes. Whereas here, you know, you need to be driving around. Seeing the planes out and stuff, that was that was deadly. Like, we saw some fighter jets there the other day, or okay. we assume as fighter jets. And we were just like, Jesus, that's just great to see that and to kind of experience the different cultures of the other teams and then even the kind of culture around here was brilliant. What about for the rest of you? Was it the shopping? Was it... I think the shopping is always nice because you have way bigger selection and everything. But even yeah, even just being here, like the weather has been unbelievable. It's so much better than home. Um, and just seeing like how active this, like for what you call this a small base, like it's so active, like there's planes flying all day, all like they're just always taking off, landing, doing drills and stuff. It's just really cool to see how active it is. I've really enjoyed after the matches, the banter with the different countries, getting to know all the different players saying hello to everyone on the corridor, getting to know different players' names. Even the people who work here in the shops, they're so friendly. The Americans are unbelievably friendly. I knew they were friendly, but getting over here, they're just amazing. They'll do anything for you. So I, I've loved that experience. Yeah, I agree with Saoirse, Derek. Just getting to know everybody. It's Everyone's been so welcoming, especially yourself, Erica, and everyone who's involved with us. They've just gone above and beyond for us every day. And then one of my favourite days was probably yesterday after the match, going out with all the American team, just getting to know everyone, just getting to sit down, have a bite to eat and just chat about how different everyone's lives is and soccer just brings us all together. It does. It's a really great game and it's the world's game or at least it has been for centuries. I, I feel like it's still probably the world's game. Everyone, not not so much in America, but a lot of other countries, you know, a football is just something that you find because it's very easy. It's just a, a round ball. Hopefully it's an actual football. If not, you can pl- I Growing up, I would ride my bike to the nearby school and sometimes I could only carry a basketball or a soccer ball in my hand because I'd want to go shoot hoops and then I'd want to go kick the ball around. So if I had to, I'd take the basketball because I knew the basketball weighed more and it was harder. So if I could kick that just as hard as a soccer ball, I'm only making my foot stronger, so I'd have to choose between the two. But I think in a lot of countries, you guys just are growing up with a football somewhere in your in your house or in your neighbor's house. It'd be a sin for me growing up if I didn't have football by my feet. But getting given out to by my mom and dad. I'd always have a football on my feet, so. Is Gaelic football, is that the exact, is it a soccer ball as well? Is it slightly different? It's slightly different, but it's round. It's the same as a soccer yeah. ball, so. I think it'd be kind of like a volleyball. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Maybe he- heavier. A little bit heavier, yeah. So just a tiny bit smaller than a, a regulation size soccer ball? 
maybe. Give or take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, similar enough. Nice. Like if you if you didn't have a a soccer ball, you could you could play soccer with a Gaelic ball. Oh, excellent. So what are you hoping for for the last little bit of the tournament? I mean, we're going to have one more match for you guys on Friday. You'll be playing for seventh, and you'll get to play on a nice grass field. I don't know if you guys had looked behind where the benches have been, but behind there, that's where you guys will be playing. You guys will be playing at the one closest to the concessions, if you cared to know. But it looks like a really nice pitch. The grass like the grass on the sear side and the main side are great. But everything looks level. It looks like a, a proper pitch, for lack of better words. Are you guys excited to get back on the grass? Yeah, I think we're definitely looking forward to playing on the grass pitch. Most of us would play on grass pitches at home. Okay. We don't have too many AstroTurf pitches. We'd be all more used to playing on the grass. I think it'd take a bit of adjusting because when we were trained to come over here, we made sure to train on Astro because we knew we'd be doing most matches on Astro. So we'll take a bit of adjusting on the grass. I definitely think our knees will very much like to go back to the grass. Yeah, most of you guys have quite a few AstroTurf burns, and I think even Leah McAvoy managed to cut her hand in one of the games. I thought she stepped on her own hand somehow because <laughs> she was holding it on the side, and you could see her for a while. But then she showed me her palm, and it's just completely a rash on it. Mm. So maybe she did step on it into the I don't know what happened, but it looked pretty painful. Yeah, there's definitely some battle scars after a few of those matches now. So you get to go back onto the grass. It'll be a little bit cooler I know you guys are going through a heat wave right now in Ireland as well. One nice thing about here, though, is you have air conditioning to walk into after a match or just being outside. So that that hopefully is a little bit better. It is, yeah. We don't really have air conditioning at home, so it's so refreshing when you're finished a match to walk inside a building and just feel the cold air because it's so hot outside. We're not used to the heat at all. Yeah, yeah I think the heat was getting us yesterday. <laughs> Definitely, especially at the half past three matches. Yeah, it's so hot. And the turf just blows the heat back up at you and it's like your feet are on fire. Mm. Shelly was uh, talking about how she felt like her body was going to explode halfway <laughs> through the match yesterday. Because she just goes and goes. I think she has to be the most overall, just most stamina on your team. I can't believe how much she would just be in the front, in the back, on the side, in the middle. She was always running. She looked like she was part of Cameroon's team just with how much energy <laughs> she had. Not to... Not to take away from anyone else on the team, but she's just always running somehow. It yeah, was she's, she's amazing. very fit. She's very physical. She she just doesn't stop. She's a workhorse and she just keeps going. She never gave off an impression that her body was going to explode anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kamogi player in her. She just keeps going 90. Like she won't stop ever. Because she's one of the top players in your country, right? For Kamogi? Yeah. Her and her sister, the twins? Yeah. That's and awesome. her sister's only not here because she's overseas at the moment. The, the two of them are some duo together. Yeah, I've seen some pictures of them, and I was trying to figure out which one was Shelly and which one was Stacy. And every time I thought I'd have it, I was like, you know what, I, I don't even know which one's which. <laughs> I thought they weren't identical, but maybe they are. Or very similar enough to where if you haven't met them together, you don't stand a chance. No. Yeah, it's very confusing when they're both there. Have you, met bo have you all met bo her sister as well? Or some of she you? She was at one of the camps that I was at. We have a, we have a soccer camp every couple of months okay. or weeks, maybe. Um, oh. just depends how often there's a tournament or a game coming up. It's very confusing. It's like Saoirse and Angela, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stacey's based in the same barracks as me, so I kind of know her from around. But even knowing both of them, I'm not sure I'd be 100% certain if I was <laughs> in the same room as them. <laughs> I haven't met Stacey yet, so it's a relaxing experience for me. I don't have to tell the difference between the two of them. Oh, excellent. But I'm looking forward to meeting her. Shannon, like, like Shelley as a player, she'd be unbelievable. 
I have met Stacy, but I still call <laughs> Shelly Stacy so many times. And <laughs> it's it is funny because I haven't even met her, but like I've I've seen them play together okay. on the sidelines. Just ridiculous. Awesome. So match on Friday. Tonight you guys are going to go watch South Korea and France play to see who's going to go into the championship against Cameroon for this tournament. Any, any guesses on who you think is going to win the tournament or even just the South Korea-France or who you would like to see in the championship with Cameroon? I think I would love to see them play South Korea. I think they'd really put it up to them and match them really well for speed. I've watched the South Koreans play a couple of days ago and they're just unbelievably quick as well. So I think that'd be a really good matchup for the Cameroon girls. Yeah, I'd like to see the Cameroon girls put under a bit of pressure, I think. Yeah, it'd be nice to see someone with the same speed as Cameroon anyway. Okay. I definitely think Korea, like with how kind of fast and nippy they are, they'd be kind of, they would definitely put it up to them. All right, so we're, we're guessing South Korea versus Cameroon. I know you guys will be out at the match today. And we'll have a barbecue ready for you. And then you'll train on the grass where you guys are playing to kind of give you the advantage. I think most teams are not taking advantage of going out to the actual stadium grass pitches to practice. So you'll know where the divots are. You'll know where where the, the tall grass is, if there is any, or if it's a straight f- flat field or if there's any bumps or hills in it. So you will have the advantage for that. Um, other than that, then f- Saturday you guys have cultural day so you'll have a chance to go back into town and then after that you guys will have closing ceremonies at the double tree which is where your comm your chief of missions colonel hearns has been staying and then after that i think you guys fly out super early in the morning yeah 5 45 is our first flight of three to get home it's gonna be a long day yes a lot of netflix a lot of netflix i was sleeping I, i would definitely sleep as much as you can i know you'll be able to get some I was going to say reconnaissance, but that's not really the word I'm looking for, but some information about how the flights went since Devin went home already and Shelly is en route back to Ireland right now as we're recording so they can tell you how the the flights went uh, since I think you guys are leaving out of a couple of different airports or at least when you're on the East Coast, I think you guys are at a different airport than when you flew in. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, though, to everyone home, like we've got a few days off when we get back. Excellent. So we'll have a few days to like readjust which was quite nice, um, seeing as we've all been out of our out of work for the last few months doing this. It's really nice to know that they're still giving us a few days off when we go home to kind of get ourselves back in check as well. Are you guys looking to get back home? I would stay for a few more weeks if I could. <laughs> it's actually just so nice here. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it here, but it'd be nice to get home and talk about the experiences over here and show pictures to family and friends. Just brag about all the caps. <laughs> I know, I'm looking forward to going home now as well, though. Well, I hope the, the trip home is a little smoother. I think it might be a little less time. Shelly was telling me she should be home around 0700 Ireland time or Irish time. Yeah. Which would make it uh, 11 o'clock here. So what, 16 hour travel? Yeah, it's a bit shorter than oh, it was on the way over. It might just be running in the airport if, if flights are delayed. One of hers was saying it was delayed before we even took off, even though we're not sure if it actually was. I guess she'll let us know once she gets home. She was saying she, you guys arrive home during peak travel hours uh, near yeah, Dublin. Yeah, into Dublin. Yeah. So whatever time we get home, it's going to be a long time to get across Dublin anyways. Yeah. How, how long of a drive is it from the airport for you all? I'm actually really close to the airport. I think it's like a 20-minute drive to my house, so it's handy for me, yeah. Lucky. I'm a two-and-a-half-hour drive. You can get another nap if someone picks you up. Yeah. I'm about an hour. Okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. 
and I'm I'm only a little further than Shannon, so I'd say I'm probably about thirty minutes. But some of the girls be going four hours up to Donegal, like it'd be a long hour stint even in the country. So hopefully someone's picking them up so they can get a nap in the car. Hopefully they'll just sleep on the flight home as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a long flight. Hopefully not too many of you have middle seats, and if you do, you're next to some of the teammates. So it's not so awkward when you wake up on someone's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and and some of us have a bit of leg room as well, like we need it. You don't need it, Louise. <laughs> you don't have little you legs, probably don't Louise. either. No, for <laughs> reference, I'm only five foot two, so. I know when I, it's usually enough space, but because my legs are so short that if I'm sitting all the way back in the chairs, my knees start to fill the gap in the, in, in between them because if I sit all the way back, my legs don't always touch the ground. <laughs> so then you can feel the weight of your lower leg just pulling on your, I feel on your joints. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking I about. I feel like Saoirse might too. Oh no, oh. yeah, definitely do, definitely do. <laughs> so maybe put your backpack underneath. So that's usually what I'll do. I'll put my backpack underneath so my feet can rest on it. So that way my joints don't feel like they've been stretched because I'm not any taller after, you know, all that space between my joints, my knees is there, but... But yeah, is there anything you guys want to do? Would you like to give a shout out to anyone back home? Because I think this might be a pretty popular episode if you share it with your your family and friends and the cadets. So is there any, would you like to say hi to your mom, Gemma? I'll say hi to my mom, Gemma. Hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll give a shout out to baby Rowan at home, my niece. So Awesome. Just give a shout out to my mom, Lorraine, and my dad, Gart. They've been unbelievably supportive and they're dying to get me home, watch matches again. Excellent. I'd like to give a shout out to one of our coaches, Shane, who is unfortunately not here because he just had a baby. Emmy, I think is her name. Yeah, so I'd like to give a big shout out to him and his wife for the birth of their beautiful little baby. Um, and also my club football team and just all my family and friends for being so supportive at home and staying up late and setting their alarms for 3am to get up and watch the games. It's just unbelievable support we have from home. Awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because I know we got to get ready for the barbecue and then we got to make sure you get on the bus so you can make it downtown to watch the match. I will be watching from this TV right over here once we go shopping and I take a, maybe a little bit of a nap today. But other than that, thank you guys so much for taking a little bit out of your time to come join the podcast and just hang out, share an episode with us, and just thank you for making the trip from Ireland all the way over to Spokane, Washington. I think we're almost on the opposite side of the world from you. Yeah. So I know it was a little bit of a trek for you all. I suppose the last thing we should say is thank you to you as well for everything that you've done. Like we've thrown a few spanners at you and you never say no to any of the things we want to do. And to John as well. He never says no to anything and always you're always at our beck and call. So just big thanks to you and thanks for having us as well. Thanks, and thanks, so thanks to John for the speaker. It really made uh, a trip being able to kind of blast out the tunes. Thanks very much for having us, Erica. You've been unbelievable and you've made each day very, very, very much easier for us. Yeah, we all appreciate you and John and the girls so much for just everything you've done and just making us feel so welcome. Well, thank you guys for being such an easy team to take care of. You guys have been unbelievably easy. I'm sure you've seen some of the other, and I think it's just a cultural thing, but you guys have made it so easy to just take care of you guys. You've been very understanding when some things can't happen. And we usually try and find a way to yes. It just takes a little bit longer sometimes. Can I just say, the fact that you went to the effort of learning everyone's names within a few days, that just shows how special... That is, and the effort you put in, just look after our team. So thank you very much. That made us feel very at home. Well, you all knew my name, so I felt like I was obligated, especially to learn yours. So it was definitely a good challenge for me. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I hope to stay in touch with you. If you're ever randomly in Spokane or once I get retired and go to Boston, you are always welcome to come visit. And if you're ever in Ireland, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll show you around. Yeah.
I know we've talked about being expats and you were just talking about how you have some over there. So maybe I'll, I'll be over there sometime. Exactly. All right. Well, again, thank you guys so much. And for my listeners, you will have a spectacular day. All right, team, that wraps up another episode of Refill Team Fairchild. If you guys have any stories you'd like to share on the podcast or maybe know anyone that does have stories that they'd like to share, please let us know. You can reach us at 92foxtrotsierrasierra.foxtrotsierra.deltapapa.fairchildcharliealphaalpha.us.af.mil. And until next time, we'll see you then.